This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday. You can find us here on YouTube, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. World of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. I want to encourage you right now to subscribe right here on YouTube to this channel. Smash the like button and share a link to our live chat room to everyone you know right there on Facebook. Get them to come on out and tune in and join in the fight against the host of hell. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. show with pastor david measures here we go are you ready ready to take a ride grab your coffee and strap yourself in if you listen we can hear god's plan because the show is about to begin you're listening you're listening to the omega man radio network okay everybody welcome today's a live show thursday november 9th 2023 Brother David, you want to open us in prayer? Yes, I will do, yes. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this uh, new day, Lord. I thank you, Father God. I'm part of the team, Lord, that's doing this marathon, Lord. And I pray, Father God, my message will fit in well with everybody else, Lord. Because, Lord, I know nothing more people have been speaking about but I pray Lord just be led by your spirit this day Lord and I pray Father God Lord that those who are listening Lord will receive something from this today Lord and Lord I pray Father God Lord that it will get us all closer to you Lord I pray in Jesus name Amen I say Amen and actually you're the first uh, speaker today Brother David so oh. welcome <laughs> the first one yes sir I'm going to start it off then yes yeah, very good then the mic is yours. No, who's, Take it away. Who's on next? Um, we've got Elvis Newhart from Germany, then Gary Stafford oh, yeah. with some guests from America, John Terrell in a few hours, and then uh, tonight we're going to do one with Joseph Jasinski. So we've got oh, very, five very show marathon today. So what time you got Joseph on tonight? Then what does he um, on? He comes on at uh, let's see, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, uh, one a.m. Germany, which is eight p.m. Eastern. Which is... Uh, excuse me. 1 p.m. Uh, 1 a.m. UK. Excuse me. 1 a.m. Oh, a.m. Oh, right. In the middle of the night. Yes, sir. Right. Right. 
Okay, so I'm going to read um, Psalm 118. I'm going to read some verses out of Psalm 118. 1 to 18, I believe it is. <clears throat> Here we go. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, his mercy endures forever. Let Israel now say, his mercy endures forever. Let the house of Aaron now say, his mercy endures forever. And let those who fear the Lord now say, his mercy endures forever. I called on the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me and set me in a broad place. The Lord is on my side, I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me amongst, amongst those who help me. Therefore I shall see my desire on those who hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations surround me. In the name of the Lord I will destroy them. They surround me. Yes, they surround me. And in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They surrounded me like bees. They quenched like a fire of thorns. In the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. You push me violently that I may fall. But the Lord help me. The Lord is my strength and song. And he has become my salvation. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. <clears throat> well, I think really this is a, an apt message for the moment while we're thinking about Israel and the, um, and the, the battles that's going on up there. Because it said... It, Israel say that his mercy endures forever. And, you know, he does endure forever. But what we're seeing today, um, there's a lot of, well, particularly in England and other nations, it seems as though the, the people are all siding for the Islam and siding for the Palestinians. And in, in some ways, if you, however you look at it, it looks as though um, they're being destroyed. Now, you, they say, well, we're all human. It's, uh, if you look at it in a human way, then like people say on the television, th things like, uh, well, Israel only had lost 1,400 1, people. But now we've lost 10,000, 11,000, and it's not, it's not um, compatible. It should be more or less the same. But that's what they're saying. And if you look at it in that way, in a human way, what is happening to the so many children in Gaza does seem as though it's uh, really not right. But if... How do we look at things? How do we, what, how do we look at tragedies? Because all the world, I, would, I meant to check it out, but I listened to the news today. I think it said two-thirds of the world is in, uh, in war. And many of the wars are in Africa. And in Sudan, 
there's 300,000 being killed. So we can see that it's, it does seem justifiably atrocious. Dying and bombing and etc. But let me just read one or two scriptures and um, explain it where see where I'm coming from. I'm going to read Romans chapter 8 verses 1 to 3. Okay, uh, now there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit is in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. And going back a little bit in Romans 7 verse 18, the Apostle Paul says, I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. And, uh, and another short scripture is in John chapter 6. John chapter 6 verse 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. <clears throat> now, when I'm talking about... Uh, what's happening in the world today and in a natural sense if you look at it, it as a human humanity human being it seems as though the uh, even though it was atrocious what Hamas did to the to the um, the the Jews it's even worse what is happening to to the um to the Gazaeans, the, the, the Palestinians. But in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we'll go right back to the beginning because I often find that most of the problems with mankind is right at the beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, God says, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness <coughs> excuse me let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth so god created man in his own image in the image of god he created him male and female he created them then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So that's when God made man. Obviously, woman wasn't around to begin with. She was in the shape of a rib. But in Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 to 17, the scripture, Scripture says, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. 
And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree in the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day you eat of it you shall surely die. And in chapter 3, we see, we'll read a little bit of chapter 3. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which was the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, As God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree in the garden. But the woman said to the serpent, You may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit which is in the midst of it, God has said, You shall not eat, eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die, for God knows that on the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you, you will be like God, knowing good and evil. <clears throat> so, who was it? It was the serpent, who was more cunning than anybody else. And then, we, if we go on a couple of verses further, in chapter 3, verses 10, read from verse 9, Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you you should not eat? Then the woman said, and the man said, The woman you gave to be with me, she gave me the tree from the tree, and I ate. And after this, we see that God's curse came upon mankind. Now, <clears throat> I was thinking about it. What was so terrible that they did? Eating of that tree. Well, we know it was rebellion, but God told them not to do it. But, but what was it so terrible that mankind has had to now um, suffer under this curse of dying ever since that moment? Because God did not plan man to die. So there was something so terrible that it happened in, in that eating of that tree that God had to curse mankind. And it, it, we read then how he cursed this serpent, how he cursed Adam and Eve, if you carry on reading in chapter 3. So what was so cursed? What was so terrible that the curse had to come? Was it being naked? No. God made them naked. Was it them having sex? No. God had planned them all to have sex. Well, what was it that God detested so much? Well, I've come to realize it was because man had become human. Man had now become human. And our humanity, God has cursed. And that's why people are making decisions about What's happening in the war? To make decisions on their emotions, not what the Word of God says. Like it, that first scripture said, it said that God said, uh, "Let all Israel be blessed, and His mercy endures forever." Now, 
God's plan is to work through Israel, but mankind are all against what is happening in the world today, and they make decisions and marching and doing like they're doing in England and marching all the time every week and banners flying about stopping this war in Israel, but they're making the decisions on their flesh. They're making decisions out of their emotions. Now, if, if you make decisions out of your emotions, yes, you can rightly say that um, what's happening in Gaza and the Palestinians is, is absolutely terrible. But what God cursed, it wasn't about having sex. It wasn't about producing. It wasn't about being naked. And it wasn't just a man had now become his own God. No, man had now become human. And it's our humanity that God has cursed. When we look at it in a few moments, we see that man has now become human. It just makes sense that God's curse is on all humanity. We have the ability to distinguish from right from wrong. Don't we all do it? What is, isn't that what is being a human being? But God says now you do this, you will surely die. From that man, from that point, mankind was on his own. And he was separated from God. And we can see that in um, in chapter 3, verse 24. So he drove out the man and he placed him in the cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden. And a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way of the tree of life. So they couldn't get back. So man now makes decisions on their emotions... They make decisions of what they think about God, what religion they feel. They make their decisions about Jesus, whether one accept him or not. That, at that point, man became on his own, separated from God. In chapter 3, verse 4, the, the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. Well, as we know, from that moment, they started to die. Doing what each one feels is right. Fighting God. And mankind, from that moment, has been fighting God. And if we read in Psalm chapter 2, <clears throat> it says this. Why do the nations rage? Why do the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cause from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath. Distress them in their deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. 
I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Ask of me, I will give you the nations for your inheritance, the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron, you shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now therefore be wise, O kings, be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and you perish in the way. When his wrath is kindled but a little, blessed are those who put their trust in him. So, you see, it's our ability of what we are of a human being, and that's all they, they became. It wasn't having sex with one another. In fact, uh, God did stop them, everybody having sex with whoever they wanted to have sex with because they're only thinking about flesh all the time. But at that time, and, and like King David and Abraham and others, they it, it weren't just one man and one woman. It, 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 a man could have more than one wife. So it wasn't sex which was the problem. No, it was man's humility, humanity making decisions out of his flesh and not from the spirit. Now, if everybody looked what the word of God said, they would understand that you can't fight this against Israel because God has planned for to work through his children Israel. Now, you might say, well, it's not fair. Well, who said it's not fair? That God's in charge. So, see, we have in this nation, this weekend, there'll be probably a million people marching against what Israel is doing. And really, they're challenging God. Because God is working through his children. And even Christians, so many Christians are against this war, why don't they just put their trust in Jesus? Don't we say in the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, which art in heaven, thy will be done as it on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done. Now, if we look at the scriptures, we should be actually doing what God's will is not making decisions out of our humanity, but making decisions out of what God says in his word. And as Christians, we should only be doing what God said in his word, not following our own desires, and most of it can be against God. Now, there was a time when Joshua was in the battle, and I just, I just take you to it. It's in Joshua chapter five. <clears throat> it was a time when he was uh, um, coming against uh, uh, Jericho. And chapter five, verse thirteen, the scripture says, "And it came to pass." When Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked. 
and behold, a man stood opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, No, but the commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshipped. And he said to him, What does my Lord say to his servant? Then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, Take your sandal off your foot, for the place where you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. So, he seen this man standing, and he said, Are you for us, or are you for our enemies? And virtually he said, I'm for neither of you. You've got to be on my side. Now, it's not a matter whose side we're on in in making decisions about what's happening in the world. We need to be on God's side. Like I said, the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The world makes decisions morally as they see it. But does that mean it's God's will? We need to make decisions on God's will, not what our will is or not what we think it is. And so we shall always fail because we'll always be against one another, fighting each other. And while we're fighting each other, we're actually fighting God. Because unless we get on God's side, we are fighting him. So whatever your views are on what is happening in whichever nation, we've got to be on God's side. What is God saying in it all? Then that's the side to go with. So that was just a little point I wanted to bring out. What is it that God actually cursed? It wasn't them being naked. It wasn't them having sex. It wasn't that because God had planned all that. He said, I want you to go and multiply. So it wasn't that. But it was man became like them, making decision what is right and wrong. And that is our very human nature. And we've all got this human nature we're all born, we've been, this is why we die. We've all got this human nature. And we need somehow, even though we're living in this body, in our human nature, to get into God's plan, to get in the spirit. That's why Jesus said the flesh counts for nothing. It's the spirit that gives life. We need to be in the spirit. And then we shall not satisfy the lusts of the flesh. So, my message today is, get in the spirit. Get in the spirit. And we shall be in touch with God. And we shall hear from him. And we shall know what he is saying. So, if this is the start off for today's marathon, well, it's about getting into the spirit. So, God bless you and... Thank you for listening in this short message. Amen. Brother David, I just read today that the U.S. Secretary of State, Blinken, who's a Blinken idiot, uh, is calling for United 
and Palestinian-led government for Gaza and the West Bank after the war ends as a step towards Palestinian statehood. Now, what America, Europe, or anybody thinks is irrelevant. What matters is what God has said. Yeah, and I'm reading, I'm reading the book of Joshua this week, and I've read where God gave Gaza, Lebanon, and much other land to Israel as an inheritance. Yeah. He said, I'm going to take it away from the people who live there, namely the Philistines in these groups, and I'm going to give it to Israel for an inheritance. People can riot to a billion people. It doesn't matter. What they're going to end up doing is bringing the judgment of God on them because what they're really saying, whether it's in the church or not, is they don't agree with God. And they're actually going to find themselves fighting against God. They're in rebellion to his word and to his decree. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And furthermore, they bring a curse on their head. Genesis 12, 3 well, has never the, been rescinded. This is, you're probably explaining it better than what I'm saying, but it's, 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 it's humanity. If you look at it in a human form, then it does look terrible. But we should not be looking at it in a human form. We should be looking at it in the spirit, shouldn't we? Absolutely. And the truth is, there's a month head start for people to move out through a corridor and get out of Gaza City. Yeah, and we know they've given them a chance. They uh, they've had a chance to get out. Those that want to leave, and uh, this war was inevitable because for 17 years now, since America and the United Nations uh, forced Israel to abandon their land, and then they came in with bulldozers, the IDF, and bulldozed people's homes, and that land was given over to this group that calls themselves Palestinians which are not in any ancient people you can find in history. You can't even find it in the Bible. One time in Joel, and it was mistranslated from the word Felicia, which is Philistines, that's what they are, that occupy that land. These people are an amalgamation of strangers in the land from many different countries. But they have no right to be there. Now, since America forced Israel to abandon Gaza, they were also forced to abandon Lebanon, as I understand it, back around 83, uh, the PL took over, which are a bunch of madmen, and many of their leadership are billionaires, by the way. That's been coming out in the news. All the money given to Palestine going to the pockets of these, uh, this leadership over there, like Arafat, he was a billionaire, it's reported. And then the PLO were overrun by Hamas two or three years later, and they've had it for 17 years. They're terrorists. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. You can't negotiate with a terrorist. You make a deal today, they'll still terrorize you tomorrow. That's right. That's right, right, Shannon. What is happening now is Blinken, who is representing America, is over there saying, when this war is over, Israel, you're not going to have that land. We want to go to a Palestinian authority. Not only that, but we want you to give up the West Bank. You know, the land over there, there was five areas of land that were... Uh, occupied by the Philistines, which also goes to Israel. He's basically saying, and he probably is an atheist, he doesn't care what God says. Well, he's a Jew, you know. 
Well, then he's apostate. Well, what's uh, you, you, let me just think. Uh, uh, Which is sad. I, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt for, because well, I've been watching it all the time. And, and what I see is that everybody wants them to stop ceasefire but he says no they can't ceasefire and he's with Israel at the moment there's no going to be ceasefire now he probably talks about a two-state but I'm sure he knows there's never going to be a two-state because Israel's never going to allow it but he, he's probably trying to pacify all the people because all the world's against America and against well, England, but not so much against England as against America, and he's probably trying to pacify them because when the war is finished, Israel will not uh, give them a two-state. And and Netanyahu says that he's uh, uh, the Jews are going to rule Gaza. Now he's probably he's probably saying that Shannon, not because he means it. He's probably saying it because he's trying to pacify them because, I mean, the dangerous people, I mean, we're calling on Saturday in England a million people marching. So um, we can only go on information that we hear in the news. And yeah, we understand yeah, it. it we can, be. but the, the, I'm trying to read between the lines because he is, he is a Jew. Well, it could be skewed information, but the report I just got today... Uh, research and any new updates was actually that Blinken actually requested that Israel take a tactical pause. And Netanyahu said, we're not going to pause. So America is trying to mitigate. It didn't say a ceasefire. It just said a humanitarian force uh, to get in there. But now, what Israel are doing, Israel... Uh, um, giving them some leeway they're getting all the the aid in the southern part and telling the people from the northern part well, go down there that's where your food is that's where your water is look I don't trust but, Blinken I think he's a son of Belial now people may be shocked to know there's many Jews that uh, have no problem giving away the land <clears throat> they don't read the Bible many of them don't yeah. believe in God and if they do, they're secular Jews. And then, of course, you've got the Orthodox that hold to what the Bible says. But there's a real rift, even in Israel. And uh, Netanyahu uh, almost lost power again because there was so much rioting and opposition in Israel. Now, it remains to be seen, but I don't trust Blinken as far as you can throw him. I think he's compromised. And for them to say this and go out in public record that you know, this land should go over to a Palestinian authority plus the West Bank. What they're saying is... It's never that, going to happen. That God, what God says doesn't matter. So, he can go to hell as far as I'm concerned. And let me say this. If, uh, if they're able to successfully force Israel to do what they're proposing, uh, America's going to be judged for it in any nation that agrees with them. You know, there's only 14 nations at a recent uh, vote at the UN because UN was trying to do this resolution against Israel only 14 nations out of all the UN and one of them was Israel that stood for Israel and its right to defend itself and you know we, we've seen it happen before and it's probably going to happen again look I, let me just make a prediction here 
I think that Netanyahu is going to buckle. I hope that I'm wrong. And I think that ultimately they're going to get down to the uh, peace table and they're, in, they're going to end up giving uh, the Palestinian a state. And when that happens, all hell's going to break loose, brother. We know we're late in the timeline uh, when they divide the land over there. And it probably won't be for very long because any Hamas will tell you, any of these people will tell you, they don't want their own state. They want all of Israel, every inch. Yeah, and God they want all them. Jerusalem. They want everything. And they want to destroy. They want another Holocaust. And uh, again, people are going to find themselves fighting against God. And Genesis twelve three is still in effect. If you bless Israel, God will bless you. If you curse them, God's going to curse you. And the way I read the Bible, those curses go to three and four generations. So they're they're people that are actually gambling with their soul because they don't know the Word of God. Number one, they probably never read it, and if they read it, they don't agree with God. Well, what's that say about a person if they don't agree with God? Their father is Satan. Yeah, well, that's when it's, that's what I just said, really. They took on Satan's character. The, the church is in a mess. I'm ashamed of the church, and I'm ashamed of my country of America because this stuff has been allowed to go on for so long, and uh, we need some righteous leadership, but we may never get it. You know, England is the same, Shannon. I'll... Our government is saying, no, we're standing with Israel. They've got to keep on doing this. and They're not going to be a ceasefire. But it's breaking the parliament open. People are leaving now. See, now we're finding out that in the, we find out now in, in the Labour government, who, who probably will get into power, power next time because the Tories have made such a mess of it, half of them are Islamics. Brother David, you were the one that told me, if I'm correct, that there was a man, a British citizen, who made a remark, hey, what's up with all these Hamas-Palestinian flags that are popping up everywhere? Fair question. And someone reported him to the police, and he was arrested, and he's in jail now for a hate crime because he asked the question? That's right. He's in a local town. Brother, this is ridiculous. What part of... uh, free speech and asking a question is hate speech it's a a town um, around uh, two miles from where I live a small town and uh, when they had the pride march nearly every shop had a pride flag on it Uh, and and, uh, yes uh, the pride because it brings money into the town so all the pride people come over in the town and do whatever they're doing and spend the money and the shops think it's good they, they've got no idea spiritually about anything at all don't even have no idea don't, don't even understand nothing and that's what most of the people in the in the whole area and then now last week um, all the shops have got the Palestinian flags so where they all march in you've got Palestinian flags and this man's going down um, in his car and video in the, in the car and he's speaking uh, on the video that's in his car in his phone and he said just look at all these Palestinian flags uh, um, these eight flags against Israel and it, it picked up either by the police or somebody heard it and then they chased him back and he's got put in jail brother that's so ridiculous 
I, I don't even, I'm lost it for words. What do you call this, totalitarianism? And Satan's rule with this. This is sick. Uh, Brother David, <clears throat> I know that you've been successful in the past in running out uh, the Mormons out of town, uh, shutting down occult bookstores. Yes, what, I've, yeah. What can be done about this? Well, anything. what can, can be do done anything? about it? I mean, uh, all I can say that um, on all those I was... It, it wasn't planned it was the spirit of God come upon me um, I was didn't go to do this um, but I just happened to be going in the town regarding the occult shop and um, I know there was an occult shop in the town it was causing the churches big problems and the churches were praying about it all the while but nothing was happening and I happened to go down this uh, it's the same town actually that we're talking about now what I said about where these flags are anyway uh, I was walking down in town and passed this shop and the Lord said I want you to go in the shop and I thought to myself why should I go in the shop I don't want to go in the occult shop the Lord said go in so I went in the shop and there was nobody in only the man and I was just looking around the shop and seeing what they got and everything and seeing what they did and the man said can I serve you I said well I said there's just I can't see anything in this shop here that glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ so he started to swear at me and call me and swear about Jesus and I turned around and looked at him straight in the eyes and pointed to him and said six months from this day this shop will be closed in Jesus name and I walked out anyway it shut within a couple of weeks brother I cursed the shop and closed it down and the same thing happened in the Mormon church that's closed right. it down but it's what the spirit of God come upon me I mean if I just went in there and said I should be on the, my flesh wouldn't I because if I just went into town and said I'm going to curse all this and going to do all this I don't know if I could well, what about I don't the, know if it would work what about the unrighteous leadership that judge should have tossed out that charge but I see it every time I see reports in England well, there's, no, there's no righteous leadership in, in, in the judges of course not they're compromised, and the, the police are actually persecuting uh, righteous people trying to preach the gospel. There was one man they were harassing, the police, because some homeless said he was uh, offending them uh, with the Bible uh, teaching yeah. that he was giving. And, you know, they'll throw well, you in jail for homosexuality, for throw, you know speaking out against that. Uh, anything we can do, or, or is it well, just like... Find out what's happening on Saturday because I'm going out with one or two more from a church and a couple more Christians and that we're going out on the streets preaching. So we'll find out <laughs> what might happen. <laughs> so the, the well, question God, I have we're is: uh, preach the gospel. Do we preach and expect to go to jail, uh, or well, yeah. do we have yeah, to? Maybe I don't know. Live like whatever. Lot, living in Sodom and Gomorrah, vexed by the people around him, until God destroys uh, yeah. it. I can see, I can see that this. I mean, Israel has hardly got any friends, except at the moment they've got America and they've got England and they've got one or two in Europe, 
right and the rest of the world is against them South Africa's against them oh yeah Bolivia Bolivia's against them they've all they've all uh, took their um, ambassadors back and Bolivia Brazil um, Colombia the um, many think, in, in Europe and all of Africa I think Papua New Guinea and, <laughs> is for Israel a uh, little little you know Country yeah, a little Papua New Guinea probably, yeah. A small one, but all the big nations and, and China and right. Russia. Even Look what Russia's done to Ukraine and Russia's saying that Israel should stop bombing. Russia's wicked. <laughs> and look at uh, Israel on a map. It's surrounded by countries that got massive, massive space and land. Uh, look, don't be deceived, folks. The enemy wants to take all from Israel. We need to stand with Israel as the world is standing against them. And be blessed. Don't be cursed by standing against them, speaking bad things about Israel. If there's something wrong going over there, God will deal with it. But we're to stand unconditionally with Israel because that's God's timepiece. That's where Jesus is coming back and ruling and reigning from Mount well, Zion. Shannon, Shannon, let me, rather than, let's put it differently. Rather than say stand with Israel or not with Israel, why don't we do what the uh, this man said to Joshua? I'm the commander of the Lord's army. You've got to be on my side, not on your side. And if we say we stand on God's side, yes. we will be on Israel's side, won't we? <clears throat> Absolutely. So we say we're on God's side. That proved that whatever we shall be on Israel's side. Absolutely. We're on God's side. You know, I think there's a lot of biblical literacy out there. People just don't know the Word of God. If they did, uh, they would be faced with a decision. They're either going to be with God or not. Well, you see, this is what I'm saying. I was trying to think what, uh, about it, and, and that's what made me think about humanity. What did, what, what was it that God hated so much with Adam and Eve with what, by eating off that tree? What was it so bad? And it's because we're becoming human. And now we make decisions out of our humanity, not out of the spirit. That's what it is. We should always be on God's side. In the spirit. That's why it said we should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We should be in the spirit all the time. I think you're onto something here. I I think I'm onto something. I, I think I'm onto something. I read I'm Genesis. never heard it mentioned, but I can I mean I can see it. I read Genesis six three the other day and it says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. Yeah, and what and what you see, and because it says, because he only thought about sin all the time. That's right. He's yeah, verse 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 5 then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually so he never even gave God a thought something happened there because and this is what happened and then God said I'm going to destroy them from the face of the earth because everybody become totally human and no spirit whatever absolutely I don't think we were destined to die I think we were no, we weren't destined to die. To be immortal. But God said, the day you eat of it, you'll die. Yep. Now, we're all, we're all contaminated with this, aren't we? 
Absolutely. And we make decisions. We've got to be careful. Whatever decision we ever make, however plausible, however morally it sounds, whether it lines up with God's word or not. Absolutely. You're absolutely God, correct. God be true in every man a liar. That's right. So I do think I'm latched onto something. I may, I'll be able to put it on a little bit better. But you're getting what I'm talking about. It's it's this humanity that we've got. This is it, 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 God don't want us to have it. He wants us to only trust in Him and only follow Him. Doesn't because they God? said we're naked. They said, "Well, who told you you're naked?" That's right. God is a spirit. Those who worship him must yeah. worship him in spirit and in truth. We should have been in spirit. It's a good word today. What shall we title this for the archive? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, oh, dear, what are we going to do? Are you human or spirit? Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Human or spirit. Yeah. Brother David, uh, tell people about your church and do you have any events coming up uh yes i've got an event coming up in in london i'm doing a, a miracle service in london um i'll just give you the actual uh, um date of it i've just sent it to somebody it's the uh, it's the 24th of november at 7 p.m uh and uh, Forest Gate, East London. You can find it on my website, and uh, and All Nations Church, Forest Gate, E70HE. I've got a miracle service in this church um, called uh, uh, the, the All Nations Church. That's on this Friday, Friday night of the 24th. Um, we've got a. A miracle service in my own church on the first Wednesday of the of December, and also the second Saturday we've got a deliverance conference teaching, uh, claiming back the ground it's called, and it's at the YTF Church yesterday, today, and forever church in Colville, Leicestershire, and um, look on the website which is dwmmi.org or YTF Church dot co dot uk and you can pick up the flies to all these and i've got a paypal account and i've got some good books on there that you nearly need to listen to and on deliverance and and some teaching tapes and what have you so have a look anybody who's interested and um let's hope you got something from this message today and let's hope you can get spiritual to understand what i'm saying give that website out again it's uh, ytfchurch.co.uk Brother David uh, Colville does that have anything to do with a coal mine in the area? Yes it was, it was the coal mines yes it was the coal mines but we do not have any coal mines now Hey here's a question for you uh, Norwood Christian Fellowship of yes. the late John Lyndon Cook Yes, when, when he died um, what has become of that? Are there any NCF people left? Yes, there are, but they've changed the name. Uh, Sam Mazaruko 
took over. So basically, he absorbed what was NCF Norwood Christian yes, Fellowship. It, it did. It did do, but I think that closed down and he's changed his name now to another name. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you remember um, the newsletter that NCF used to put out periodically uh, when John Lennon Cook was alive, and it would advertise uh, upcoming meetings, maybe have an article or two? Do you ever get any of those? Well, I've not got any now, but I'm I mean, in sure the past. a friend of mine's got them. Yeah, like you know. The last one I got was about 10 years back when John was alive, but um, what I'm referring to is... They've had none since. They've done nothing like that since. That would have been sent out to a mailing list. Any idea if that mailing list still exists? (sighs) What I'm getting at... Only Sam Mazaruku would have that. Okay. If we were to do some kind of meeting up there, I'm just curious if it would be possible to contact any of the uh, people, if they're still alive, that were going out to that... um, yearly uh, conference that they had. Yes, well, I went to, I was the speaker for the, the four years after that. When John died, I was the main speaker. Okay. And I went to it and a lot of the people came. Yes. Um, so, But they've stopped that now. They've stopped doing that now. And In fact, they don't know what Sam's doing at all now. And did you, did you know the late Winston folks of Feed My Lambs Ministries? No, I didn't, but I knew he was on, on this platform, but I didn't know the man. Yes, sir. He died uh, about five years ago. Yeah, he was a young guy as well, weren't he? And uh, went home to be with the Lord, and I haven't had any contact with them since. Um, no, I know nothing about them, Shannon. Just was just curious. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in Dulwich in South London. Okay. He was. Okay. I appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate the information. Um, yeah, the, but um, yes, I, I've got. That's the name of my church, and name of the if people want to come. They can pick the uh, the leaflets up, like you said. Uh, and um, but we we try to keep on doing these uh, meetings the best we can. But uh, it's very getting very hard for people to come and. Um, I don't know, people just dropping off something, people losing heart we should be the Bible says when it gets evil we should meet more together as you see the day approaching oh, absolutely. but it's, it's the opposite Shannon Brother what David, is happening no question about it, it's getting dark out there um, yeah what, uh, what days do you have services, you have a Sunday morning I want Sunday morning yes, Sunday morning um uh, 10 o'clock. Now, when you do your o'clock. services, do you record your sermons? Um, we uh, put most of them on. We do put the sermons on. Um, uh, it goes straight onto Facebook now. Oh, it goes onto Facebook. Have you ever thought about taking the MP3 audio and creating a podcast out of it? Uh, I could do. It's just a matter of doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. Because... Uh, I bet you've got, what, a couple decades worth of uh, cassette tapes. I've, I've probably got, I've got rid of all my cassette tapes now. I've got nothing to play them on. Oh, you did? Like I told you the other day. Yeah, yeah you did no, tell me Nothing that. to play them on. We can't even buy them now. Anything to play on them. What a shame. Play on them. We could have digitized yeah. those in MP3. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I've got a lot, a lot, many I, I, I can do. I can send them on. Um, I can send. 
I've got many preachings. I do record occasionally on um, my phone and I can send it uh, to somebody MP3 on, on WhatsApp. Okay, that's good. Uh, if someone yeah. wants to contact you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, DWMMI.org. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. No, that's your website. Dave, no, sorry. David. David at DWMMI.org. My friend, thank you for coming on today. You want to close us in prayer? I want to say this. I can't make it next week, Shannon. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. I plan for next week, but I can't make it, unfortunately. How about... And anyway, next, in the week after the, uh, uh, your... Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, isn't it? How about the 30th of so, November? Which day is the 30th? Thursday, November 30th. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the one after that, isn't it? I'm all right for the 30th, yeah. Let's do it. It's just that next next week is... Let me get the dates up here. Um, I'm moving you over to ne- the ne- uh, 30th. Ne- 16th. Um, I can't make it. Okay. It's not on, on the 23rd. 30th. Yes, I'll be there on the 30th. Yes, yes. Okay, we'll see you at 3 p.m. Uh, UK on the 30th. Will do. Will do. And I hope it was... Um, understandable what I was saying to you today because uh, I was trying to find out like I was saying that what is it in mankind that God has cursed so much that he hated so much and and it's this when we become human we make human decisions and we cut God out of it altogether that's true we're not supposed to lean onto our own understanding yeah yeah Difficult, isn't it? Difficult, isn't it, mate? Oh, sure. Acknowledge <laughs> him, and he will yeah. break our past. Close us in prayer. Thank you, Brother David, for coming yeah, yeah, on. Yes. Good word. Yes, Father God, I thank you, Lord, for today, Lord. And I pray, Father God, Lord, that people listening will be able to understand it, Lord. And I pray, Lord, they'll get into the spirit, Lord, I pray, in Jesus' name. I should to bless Shannon with the rest of his meetings he's doing today. And I pray, Father God, that everybody who listens, Lord, will be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Love and appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for coming on. God bless you, Shannon. Thank See you, you next time. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Pastor David Measures. We're wanting to do a meeting uh, in London in 2024. And I talked to um, Pastor Michael Cummins yesterday. He's going to try to work out opening up his church for like a two-day meeting. So, uh, folks, keep that keep that in prayer. Okay, uh, let's see. Coming up next, we got Elvis Newhart. I'm going to save this program, and we're going to be back in just a moment.